And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And we got another edition of Hoops Adjacent on the Athletic NBA Show. David Aldrich here in D.C., Marcus in the Bay, and our guest this week, our man from the ringer, Host of Real Ones podcast. He does it all. Logan Murdoch. What up, Logan? What up, dog? Man, it's what an honor to be here, guys. I really appreciate this, dude. I, thank you. I don't even know what we're going to talk about. I just blindly said yes. So, of course. As I, I do, my, my as life I do is in your hands right when now. When you and Roger are chopping it up, man, anytime. Y'all be you got having the fun, new, man. What's it called? MF and Mondays now? That's the new one? Yes, that is MF and Mondays. I don't know. I don't want to curse on this on this great PG program that we have. I don't think it's, think it's PG, M- though. MF Mondays with a... <laughs> Clearly not M- a regular Mondays listener with to the, the show. One and only Howard Beck. <laughs> with the one and only Howard Beck. That is our Monday cast. Me, Howard, and Roger. We just trotted that out this year. And I'm excited. We're, we're growing on this, but I'm excited for what we can do with it, man. It's, um, it's Lots of good stories on real ones. They get some. They get some yes. good storytellers on real ones, man. <laughs> What's your favorite one? Yeah. Favorite one that you've done? Um, favorite one that I've done. Um, my favorite all time one is Juan Toscano Anderson because that was just it was. I think they used about they used about to cry on that one. Man. Was you crying on the side? You, yeah, you I had was, that little that one thug tear. I, I was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one. And, but I think the flex one, though, is the one that I always go to is the one we had with Tim Duncan. Like I had it. I know that um, Raja, that was a Raja ask. And I didn't believe that it was going to come on. He That Tim was going to come on the Zoom <laughs> until he came on the Zoom. And I still couldn't believe it. And I and then he just left away. And I have no idea where he's at in the, at the moment. But it was great. It was it was just that was one of those bucket list moments that I, I was. I was just, you know, I think as I as I get a little older, long in the tooth, guys, I, I always I, I feel more appreciative of where I'm at, and I think that was just one of those moments where I was just in the moment, like, wow, where Tim Duncan is on the screen with us, and I can ask him anything I want for the next hour. It was that was a surreal, surreal moment. So the, the Tim Duncan one was was, I don't I don't we have a Tim Duncan interview, so go check out real ones on on uh, Spotify or wherever. CDA Logan is one of them young old heads who. Even though he's young, he old enough in his soul to know to appreciate stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Instead of so you wait till fifty, yeah, like like Logan, man, he you know what's up, man. <laughs> like he was 24 years old. So I'm like, yo, I'm on the court of Staples. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, right? he always he always is aware of that stuff. Old soul, old 75 year old man on the inside. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, full of yep, full of yep, wisdom. Yep, yep. yep. No, I remember. I remember having a similar moment in Jesus Christ, 1990 when I was I was doing a I was doing a Bullets Pistons game. The Pistons were good in the defending champs, and it was pregame. And I'm like, 
damn, I'm doing this for a living. This is wild to me. <laughs> I can't believe this. Like, you know, yeah. I pre I definitely appreciate what you're talking about, man. Yeah, we, we are very blessed to be doing this. Speaking of and which, very cool. Can he? Can you get Logan? Uh, can you Logan? Can you get uh, Jordan Poole on because that yeah. the next epic was. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's funny, man. Like I, uh, it was, it was actually during his second or no his breakout year. I was like, yo, bro, let me get you on the podcast. And you know, Jordan like doesn't like to talk to anyone or about anything personally. <laughs> At all, you have to. T- and I remember him saying, "Yeah, man, you know, I got JJ Reddick on my line. I got all these people on my line, and woo, 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 woo. And I ain't gonna do it. Like he, he, as Marcus knows, he revels in trying to be allegedly fake weight mysterious. And, <laughs> um, even though, even though he's like, fake bro, you're a dude from the walk. Stop it. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? But like, I, that's one of the ones that I do want to get at some point. I just don't know how candid he'll be. Cause he gets scared a lot when he has like real mics in front of him and things like that. I think, and this is something that I'd love to hear Marcus's opinion on, but like, I feel like with Jordan Poole and his, I feel like antics isn't the right word, but the way that he jokes and he does his mannerisms are really just a barrier that he puts up to the rest of the world. So they don't talk you, to him. Right. And made a 90 seconds. I think that it, <laughs> we think the 90 seconds, the the all of the yeah. things, right? Like even when he's doing the stuff on the sidelines, I think it's just a wall that he puts up to the rest of society. So I think that the best way to get to Jordan is through writing because you can talk to other people around him to make sense of him as a person because he definitely doesn't like to do that. But it would be a good challenge to get him to inter- to interview him in a uh, in a podcast form. I, that's something that I would like to do, but you got to get him to agree to do something like that. And I don't think that, I don't think he's ready for that. I don't wow. think he wants, I don't think he wants to do something like that. We'll see. Well, if, it thing, feels like though, like what he is ready yeah. to do is to do the full Nick young, like two days into his wizard's tenure. I'm like, dude, really? Come on, man. Hey, he's had, he's, you know, he's had scene. two of them, bro. Like already, which is, it's wild business, uh, and I, I, Logan, I actually think this is gonna make him kind of change in that sense, right? Where he was able to be chilling on the side of the shadows. Because if you talk to if you talk to Jordan privately, you see how cool he is, right? Jordan's got a lot of personalities, a young, right. vibrant young man. He's he's low key hilarious, uh, and then when he gets in front of the yeah. cameras, but he's about to go through some stuff, DA. He's about to get wizarded. Right, he's about to get Washington Wizarded, and I'm hoping it brings out another level. Like, you know what, man? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I got something to say, and kind of bring out the leader that Jordan Poole is. I, I don't know, DA. Yeah, you, you're the master of how the Washington Wizards can can change a man. Man, I think it'll be it'll be different around here just because the, the management's different. But bro, you can't be you can't be asking me to follow you when you when you're doing that, and you ain't played two games here yet. And you're already doing the Nick Young? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. That's what they're trying to get away from is amateur hour. It's a, there's a thin line between the Nick Young and the Steph Curry, right? There's just a yeah, thin well, line. Steph, thin Steph line. made about 9,000. Yeah. a thin line between fries and shakes. He didn't break out the night nights about eight years into his gig. You know what, that's what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. But the thing with – 
this is this is so interesting because it was an eye opener for me because I went to DC earlier this month to do something on JP, and just the night and day of environments from the Warriors to the Wizards was just astounding, right? Just even the player support and the um, just even the level of just like front officemanship. And now I do think that the changes that the Wizards made in the front office were really good changes, like yes. the, the Will Dawkins. Um, has a pedigree, right? Yep. Um, and so I'm curious to see how they build a team around Jordan and around, or how they build a team. Yeah. But there was still remnants of the old regime by the time that I had gotten there, right? Like you can't, you, they've only been in, 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 uh, they've only been in, the new regime has only been in power for what, since April. So yeah. there were still a lot of remnants of the old situation. And I'm curious to see how JP will, just adjust to that to your point because he had such a barrier to like even you know I, I had heard like he skipped out on on media the other day um after after a big loss and i that was something the whispers around the warriors that you would hear of like if he out on his own is he gonna be able to handle just being the face of a franchise and being a face of a franchise isn't just scoring 20 points a game right. it's talking when your team gets his butt kicked or it's um, just being a CEO of a team of, of an organization. And, you know, I think in the last week or so, I mean, I know when I talk to him and he's had make, and it's weird because Mark can, can, can attest to this. There's two sides of Jordan. There's the one you see on television and the one that you see behind the scenes. And they're yeah. two completely different types of people. Um, like I, I, there's the, there's the Nick Young miss, and, or and then there's the person that's putting his arm around young guys and try and has this real heart yeah. to him, right? And so he needs to figure out how he gets the behind the scenes Jordan that people defend him on to the public and actually make it all one person because um, I, I think him living in the middle isn't going to be good for his long term prospects as a franchise player. Like he needs to figure out who he is so he could be a franchise cornerstone that. He says he wants to be. Yeah, it's going to it's going to take. I think you know you got to go through some growing pains. I'm not I'm not like killing him because he did it. I'm just saying that's what that's why this team's been this team this franchise has been this franchise because people do stuff like that because they think they can and they you know it's like at some point you got to get people in here who are about this you know for real for real. Um, so we will see. But look, we gotta we gotta talk about the big news that came out early this morning. I was asleep. I'm not gonna even pretend like I wasn't. Hey, we was up, I baby. Was we was in the streets when the news went down. We was out here, <laughs> DA. You were asleep. We was in the streets. We was outside. Speak for yourself. I heard that I read that about forty five <laughs> minutes ago. Logan ain't outside. Logan ain't outside no more. I went outside. I fell asleep at ten thirty last night and woke up to oh wow the NBA season is caught by storm. Let me catch up. I'm alone out here. My bad. I'm sorry. Man, I mean, I thought. Look, I think, I think they could have done this trade two months ago. I think Philly could have done this trade two months ago. But at the end of the day, they got two firsts out of it. They, you know, they they preserve the cap space for next summer, which was priority one. So I think they got enough of what they were looking for to make it a reasonable deal. And obviously, the Clippers got the guy they wanted. So I think it's, I I, I would say B pluses for for both sides. What what do you guys think? 
Um, I think that it's one of those things where I guess everyone, I would call it a draw, right? Because yeah. on the, on, for, I, I, I'm, I, on the Philly side, you do get the picks, but Joel Embiid ain't worried about no picks. He's trying to get I, help. No, you know? fair, and, fair. Um, and on the other side with the Clippers, it seems like one of those last ditch efforts to try to win a title before your stars not eventually leave, but yeah, it's 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 getting to the end of the road right now for PG and Kawhi. You know they have a player option this summer, both of them do. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with that. I don't have reporting on that, but it just seems like one of those things where let's find a last ditch effort. All of us are on the last uh, the last year of our deals and can opt out. Let's let's try to take one big swing at it. But I'm not confident in James Harden at this stage of his career. He's kind of we. I mean, we've seen peak James Harden fumble the bag in the playoffs. Like yeah. I'm not gonna. I, I I'm I'm not. And then you pair that with two stars like PG and Kawhi, who have not proven to be healthy when they need to be. Now their talent suggests that they should be. We always fall for the okie doke with the Clippers every single year. That on paper, talent wise, they have a they're a championship contender, but they haven't been healthy enough to do so. So it just seemed like both sides kind of tried to get rid of their their problems, I guess. But on the Clippers side, I don't know if they got rid of any problem. Like James Harden is still James Harden. He's still the guy that when he's malcontent, you don't want to you don't want him on your basketball team when he's pissed off. So. He's going to want another new deal. What are you going to do with that? How, it, it, this has the potential to crash and burn this Clippers um, plan Massive of action. <laughs> but I, at least, the, at least the Sixers got a pick, right? Like, I guess that's a good thing. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't. I guess a grade I would give it, I guess, is a B minus because it's you know it's not terrible, but right, okay. it's not great yeah. either. Right, right. Salvage. What do you think? I'm man? going to see. I, I mean, both sides of it. No, I feel like Philly did okay. They got rid of the 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 problem in the room. So that's a little bit of addition mm-hmm. by subtraction. But I I am I mean Logan's dead on when he's like Joel ain't like, oh man, we got that twenty twenty four pick. Let's we go. got a twenty twenty eight first. <laughs> right. Uh some of that can be mitigated <laughs> if Maxi is who people think he could be. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, but having a big problem out the room. And I do think some of the pieces they got will make them a better team. Right, Batum, uh, Marcus Morris. I mean, it was G's, right? And that's kind of what they yeah. – that's a bit of what they need. For me, though – K.J. Martin. Yeah, K.J. Martin. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they got – they might – they'll have a better team out of this. But the Clippers – for sure. The Clippers' problem is – I don't know. I don't know, Logan. I looked at it and I just saw it. I was like, yeah, that's not enough. That's not enough. It don't oh, – no. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not think, enough. Well, it don't get you past Denver. To your point on it not <laughs> – even exactly that part, but I think the biggest thing that you see the the teams that are successful, at least at this iteration of the league, is the ones that have the most continuity. I mean, you talk about even Denver, right? They're winning because they know each other the best great. right yeah. now in the Western Conference, right? And yes. they're deep and all of those things. But the we all know this. Whenever you make an early season trade, is one thing, and when you make a mid season trade, it's another thing. Either time, when you trade in season, you have to learn these people on the fly and then also go through the trenches with these people on the fly. And it's hard to build continuity, especially when you make a minor move to 
um, try to fortify your team. But when you make a major move to get a superstar in, he has to figure out how he's going to gel with other players. And it's it's one thing to have a training camp and be able to do that. But then when you don't and you're just trying to – we're seeing this with Milwaukee right now. They're going through their growing pains. Sure. One game, um, Dame is, is not playing well because he's just trying to figure out his, his role in the offense. And in another game, they're playing like uh, really, really good. before the season, that's right? Like, yeah, he was like – it was late, exactly. but like, yeah, he – so the adjustment for the Clippers is going to be, I think, uh, it's going to be pretty hard on top of the fact that the Clippers' two best players historically can't stay in the lineup that uh, for two weeks straight. So yeah, it's going to be me, it's going to be tough. That's the biggest issue with the it remains the biggest issue with the Clippers. I actually think if if you could see their whole team in the playoffs, it could work because now Harden's your third option, nah, which is probably the super. Harden ain't no third option, playboy. Nah, buddy. Come on now. <laughs> Look, if I'm T. Louie, my third yeah, option. Come on now. Hey, my, here's the the big the big issue, which is why they should have done this, like you said, a couple months ago, is it don't fit. Like Russ is perfect for well, this situation. See, Marcus, yeah, that's the problem. Like, Ain't nobody talked to Russ about yeah, this. Yeah, but like, oh, real <laughs> low key, low key, based on what you have, right? You got PG and you got Kawhi. You got uh, Norm Powell. You got uh, uh, Terrence Mann. Like, you got these little pieces right. around. Who's Russ has been really good for that. Like, been, Russ ain't Russ, good. but Russ yeah. is really good for that. Who you rather have yeah. with the ball in their hands to make plays, to do all little things? Russ or James Harden trying to get another deal? I don't know. This is, <laughs> I don't know if this is the best move. That's all I'm saying. It feels like you'd have had to move Russ. Months ago, to make this make sense, now you got them four dudes. Like Phoenix got Bradley Beal, and you right. counter yeah. with James Harden, who ain't played. What it was a it was the biggest like I mean I guess trade. Like, <laughs> like, there was no there was no reason for the Clippers to even do this. It was just like you know it's this like is, this is like your this is like when when it's two days before prom and you ain't got no date yet and you just go. All right, let's go. Come on. But there was no incentive for the Clippers to just go out and get James Harden, right? right. Like, they had all the leverage. I still don't think that it was, this is something that they needed to do. I don't even think – like, they could have gotten ancillary pieces for this and made a deeper team if they were going to make a trade in this way. Yeah, and make themselves I, I do not I, understand. I don't, I don't get any rhyme or reason. I don't this. understand the Clippers' fascination unless they, this is just being directly directed, you know, by PG and by Kawhi saying, get our man in here. And if so, okay, I'd still think it's kind of an odd deal, but at least that would make some sense. But to, if if this is the front office saying James Harton is the piece that's going to put us over the top, whew, I don't know. I mean, this is the gift and the curse of having your star players have so much power within a front office, yeah. right? Like, you, I do think, I think if there's anything that – if there's been a biggest lesson in this player empowerment era is that we need a bit more balance <laughs> in the partnership between players and front offices, right? Because yeah. you need, in a lot of ways, you need to save players. Man, from uh, you ain't about to how get on here and act like players don't know how to make moves as GMs. You're not doing that, Logan. You're not getting right. on here acting like they can't right. call. I'm not shot. doing that. MJ, what, MJ was right to want uh -uh. Walter Davis on you the board. You ain't about to say that. Uh-uh. Exactly. Let them be the GM, too. Exactly. It work every time. <laughs> Right, yeah, I know. Right, exactly. I know. I know more than that. I, I understand. I get it. I, I and I appreciate that. But I do think that 
they sh- I, there's only so much you can do, right? And there's only so much you can compartmentalize as a basketball player. There's so much you have to do just to lead a team. But then to be doing personnel decisions and being the leader on that, because you know, a lot of that is based in emotion, right? Like you see, you don't take in the whole totality of a of a player when you are playing against them. Like I, I yes. don't, I, I don't believe that. And I mean. Like, we've learned a lot from LeBron. Like, in, in a lot of ways, he has made good player moves. And because of his overall talent, he's he is he attracts players. But did he still push to trade for Russell Westbrook when nothing was wrong with the roster that yes. he had right. beforehand, right? Right. So I think that, like, with this team, like, you – with the Clippers, there are a few things on the table, right? You have a have a uh, you have an arena that you are building in Inglewood, and that you want stars to be in when that arena opens, right? And right. that's and you want to continue to have PG and Kawhi, if not, if not only just for a title contention, but just to even just say on paper that you're a title contender when you open this building up in Los Angeles when you have the Lakers in town just sure. as well. I, it feels like the the Clippers are in the mode of they they're just stuck in the middle of this era because they do want to make money and profit and have perfect timing for this arena, while also trying to build a, a title contender. It's just a weird balance that I don't think that they're going to be able to tell. Well, here's the here's the thing though. All these Philly fans talk about you know we're gonna, these picks are going to be great that we're getting. I promise you, Steve Ballmer is not going to rebuild ever. Okay, (laughs) you just spent a billion and a half building this stadium, this arena. He ain't about that. We're going to take a five year rebuilding plan. And so the pick is going to be great. And so they're going to have somebody else in there by 28. It may not be any of these three guys, but it'll be another superstar in the NBA. People want to go play in L.A. So, you know, they're going to have somebody in there. I'm just saying those picks, you can think them picks are going to be worth a, a whole bunch. I'm just saying, I don't think they're going to be worth all that much. Cause I don't see the Clippers tanking, you know, anytime soon while on his watch, that's just not how he's wired. You know what I'm saying? The, the issue. And that's a, and that's like a 10 year proposition. Right, oh, though, no Marcus? Question. Cause like when you, when you, when you have picks, right, you, you have to figure, you have to scout, you have to pick the right guy. And then you have to wait for that person to mature right. into a superstar. Right. And it's just, a, it's just, it's the, too long. the person that you guys think is going to save your franchise is 13 years old right now. He's literally 13 years old. <laughs> you tell yeah. me what is, what that's he, going right to be. Right now, he dressed up as Superman. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's actually <laughs> tonight. You know He's saying? actually ringing doorbells yeah, tonight. Yeah, Black Get Panther and, and a little school parade right now. <laughs> you know yeah. 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 Hey, but for real Logan, uh, I – He's actively deciding if he wants to play basketball for the rest of his life. You know what I mean? He has no know. idea. Uh, Logan, uh, where does James Harden rank all time in the most, like, gangster, uh, I-, I go where I want to go, I make it happen, players? I mean, this is the fourth time. <laughs> this dude is legendary, ain't he? Like, he's like, yo, I'm going where I want to go. I don't know if I would use the word gangster to describe it because <laughs> gangsters get their bread. Like, he is <laughs> – he is actively fumbling his own bag. Like he had a max deal. If he was going to like go for the money and try to be this shrewd person, he would have had all his money by now. He would have did like every other superstar signed his deal and asked for a trade. He would have did what Dan Lillard did. Instead, he opts into a player option and erodes all of his leverage. And is he going to get as much money as he thought? Maybe, probably not though. 
is he, he's probably going to get like a Kyrie type deal yeah. over the summer if 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 he's on his best behavior. And that's a big if. But he's going to get it in hard. LA though. I think where he wanted to be. Yeah, with the I mean, sure. The biggest thing that James Harden wants, he wants I'm sure he wants a title, but he also wants to matter. And is he going to matter as much as he thinks he he is on the Los Angeles Clippers? I mean, you know, <clears throat> if he's smart He's got a really good coach out there. If he listens to the coach, he can maximize his on-court impact if he listens to T. Lou, you know. So I, I don't know if he's going to listen to him. I don't think he really listened to Doc. Now you can say people hate on Doc and whatever, but he ain't listening to Doc Rivers. I'm not sure you're going to listen to T. Lou. We'll see. I mean, maybe he will. Maybe he will. Maybe his guys told him, look, man, if we're gonna if we're gonna stand for you, we're gonna vouch for you. You need to come in and give us the real, real. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to give us the real James. You know, so we'll see. If you, if you, you want the real James, you in burning down yet another house. You're, we're I mean, gonna have to give as, us something. As come bad on, as we as bad as we're saying he was, he led the league in assists last year. Like, like his worst is 10.7 assists. Like that's you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. So yeah, he's one of the greatest. Yeah, no question yeah, about so, it. So I mean, he ain't, he ain't no bum. Let's not make it out like he's a bum. He's just not what he used to be. I do feel like these type of things will always kind of cloud how great James Harden was. Like, like was we, great. I mean, I, I think great. he might be underappreciated. I mean, Logan, we was courtside. I mean, Harden had the Warriors shook in a way probably only LeBron had. Like they just weren't. They weren't ever yeah. on the ropes like they were when they played against Harden. Like he had them do, and to me, that's that's like an incredible feat. It's it's the most it's the most Houston Rockets thing of all time. I mean, that, it is. He, it's the, like where he be called where, fan you know, you, gotta, yo. you have an all time great. You have a you have all a great team. That just happens to be in an era with no, he, another a exactly. whole bunch of other great he, teams. But he was he was from what sixteen till what nineteen. He was the Warriors' like biggest adversary. He was their biggest op. He was the one when they went to sleep that would the only one that would have them that would have them shook. Like even on I would eighteen was the time where the Rockets probably should have won the title. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Like they they were up three two. They had a game seven at home, had a lead in a game seven big at league, home. Big lead. And fumbled the bag. Next year, KD gets injured. They had a, had a game six at home in a closeout game. And had Steph at zero at halftime. Mm, could, right. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. part of his legacy, I mean, too, though. He just did not close. At that point, you still got to kind of like, you got to figure yeah. it out if you're yeah. James Harden, right? I mean, like you have to. If, if you have the champs on the, and that's the difference between James Harden and a lot of the guys that that's why he's no going question. to be no underrated problem. for a lot of the times. Cause you can always say, well, he had these people on the ropes and he didn't deliver. Yeah. He's, he's Larry Holmes. There's nothing wrong with being Larry Holmes, except you ain't Ali. You know what I'm saying? Like you grew up the same time you're in the same era. You followed him. You maybe beat him, you know, but you ain't Ali, you know? So yeah. that's, you can't always be Michael. Sometimes you got to be Jermaine. Exactly. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? 
Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is meme mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, all right. Since we in since we since we in the West, we might as well keep it LA. Uh the 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 Lakers. Hold up, hold up. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, Marcus. I just I want to make sure we talk about the team meeting that the team, that the Bulls had one game into the season. <laughs> but go ahead on the Lakers. Go ahead. I, I'm looking at this uh the, this plan to have LeBron James play 29 minutes a night. Uh, <laughs> Logan, as someone who watches the Lakers closely, uh, are you are you buying this as a real thing? Uh, are you you feel like? It's even legitimate to even consider, or are they deep enough and AD going to show up enough to where they can literally play LeBron 29 minutes a night? Well, I'm looking at these. Don't look at the stats, man. Don't do that. It's philosophical. No, no, I know. I know. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm, I, I just want to, I just want to, there was a 29 minute or less, uh, hope for him. And that only lasted about one game. All right. It's 29, 35, 39, literally, literally one game. Yeah. I, I saw, I saw LeBron. I was, I was in sack over the weekend and I went to go up to, up to sack to go watch LeBron play. Cause especially like around this time of his career, like anytime LeBron is in your city, you damn near gotta go because we don't we don't know how many more we got these left, and that says a lot because of how he is playing at the current moment. He did he he put up when out when he was in sack twenty seven fifteen and eight. But I'm gonna tell you right now that was a hard twenty seven fifteen and eight dog. Mm-hmm. 
he went he he got a uh he got a he got a he stole the ball and it's it's funny because this is the the uh the picture that he posted like as the 20 years apart from his debut to over the weekend um of 20 years uh, uh separating his first debut in sack versus uh his latest game in sack and he posted a picture of the two dunks from that year for those two years. And if you look at the second dunk, the dunk from Sunday, he was stretching to get there. You bro. see a it, grimace it in his pretty, face. It was like it was a it was a big grimace. It it looked like he barely got there. And it was tough to see from LeBron. All that to say, I am I am dubious at best that this is going to work. Right. And this is someone who picked the Lakers to come out of the West that and that pick is quickly, quickly um looking funny in the light. But LeBron just He's he's year twenty one, man. Like it's tough for him to lead a basketball team or anyone to lead a basketball team. A year twenty, Kareem Abdul Jabbar was not expected to carry this type of load for a basketball team. I mean, right. you, at that point, at least you had Magic Johnson was an MVP and it could carry that baton. Anthony Davis just isn't that as a player. He can put up big numbers at, at points and times, but he kind of at this point, he's almost 30. He is who he is. He's going to be who he's going to be, no matter how um, much LeBron wants to groom him, how much LeBron wants to get him to a point where he is that leader. He is who he is. Now, what I thought was going to be um, a bit more helpful, aside from Anthony Davis, was just the depth that the Lakers have yeah. a, or, or acquired around LeBron during the trade deadline last year. Um, the problem is the guys that they got aren't really delivering right now. Like Rui is not playing. Man, they well coming for Gabe Vincent in L.A. Boy, they got APB out on Gabe. <laughs> oh, they coming for him, dog. It's uh, damn. He better stay above the ten freeway because uh, it's, 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 it's not it's not looking good for Gabe Vincent right now. But you got but you got but you got him. You got Austin Reeves. These guys are not panning out at this point in time. Now Austin Reeves played against played with Team USA over this summer, so I mean he could be trying to he could be just tired, bro. Like I know NBA athletes don't like to admit that, but like he put a mile, lot of miles on his body and rightfully so. But I just don't know how much LeBron can do this thing where he's sitting out for most of the game and then you use him as the as the Mariano Rivera and you want him to just close out games. I don't know how sustainable that is if Anthony Davis isn't an MVP yes, throughout the season and that bench isn't as good. And I just – I don't see Anthony Davis being an MVP-type player consistently – this season to lead the Lakers to where they want to go. If he isn't because LeBron is really old, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. You know, I mean, even when the Celtics did this with KG and, you know, they had Paul Pierce, they had Ray Allen, like to your point, um, you got to have that other guy and it's got to be AD. It can't be anybody else. I mean, it can't be D'Lo. D'Lo caught a body. I ain't seen D'Lo dunk in like five years, and he dunked on somebody like. like <laughs> yo, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Marcus. I gotta take you to task right now, pal. We both watched D'Angelo Russell be the lead guy for three months in Golden State, and you really want to fix your lips to say that he might be the guy to lead these guys. A game where this is this he is dropped fifty doing. in Minnesota for the Warriors one time. Like that. Was- how did that end up? They Who lost. That game? They, they, he didn't have AD though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He had AD though. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we caught him at a downtime in his life, like with the fifty and fifty Warriors. Like that was. I mean, that was rough. That, that you was, know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> like that was a rough year. That was his time to shine, it though. Was, the, it, it that was, was his time to shine to be a that star. Was it. it was going to win that forty games, and he, you hey, know, that what step mean? shot like, it was, was tough, time. though, man. It was this, that step shot. It was tough. I, yeah, that's when, right. But when Prince was just a symbol before he became yeah, Prince yeah, again, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's what that yeah, that's a way to put it. <laughs> I don't know if he was as good, as good as a symbol though during the the symbol year. Symbol years was still pretty good, but I don't know. I feel like yeah, D-Lo can get you twenty five. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> so I'm not right. calling him that name. We have a we have right, a D-Lo yeah, in yeah, Oakland right. already Facts. that is already spoken for. I'm, he's that is D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell. Russell. Uh, D Russ, all right, I, I, I can see. I can see. I feel like we need right. to have a team meet in game two, like <laughs> game one, like the Bulls, to set like set me Bulls, straight. <laughs> like, all right, fellas, one game in. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I got something to say. It's gross. Just, one game in, man. What you talking about? That's terrible. That's like legitimately that is terrible like first of all players only meetings never work right never work uh, it was funny i was talking to raja on the on the on the um on our monday pod and he he said it very eloquently he was like you know what a team meeting is it's, it's when we go get dinner and get wine after after a game that's when we go when we go chill and we just go bring our families we go talk and we, we chill out that way not when you're in the bowels of an arena in a room that's that is is surrounded by concrete you know it's not one of those things where it's it just doesn't work like it's uh, team chemistry is built day by day it's not built in this way of it's one game dude like jeez it's the nba is wild i mean they lost about 20 in the home opener to to the thunder but still then they came back, rallied, right? I think it was the Raptors the next night, won in overtime, and the meeting worked. And then they got blitzed by ah. Detroit. <laughs> so it's just like, I, maybe they'll have another yeah, meeting. And then they beat the Pacers, so maybe maybe the meeting worked. I, I don't know. I just feel like the meeting needs to be with the front office because I still can't believe they finished as a 10 seed, Logan, and they all got raises. Like, it was wild. They brought everybody back. And gave more money after after being a ten seed. Like that's, I, I didn't that's, that that's, that's known as the full wizards. That's what the wizards would do. Is we're not very good. Let's bring everybody back. <laughs> no. That was a great Chris Rock continuity. Um, that was pretty good. Right? That, <laughs> that was, was great. Good. That was a that was a great Chris Rock impression. But I, I I just I it's the worst thing you can be in this league is in the middle. And Chicago was in basketball purgatory at this moment, man. Like either like. They need to pick a. They need to pick a side, and a lot of teams go through this, right? Where they want to keep this. relevancy and they want to do these things, but I think they just need to break it down to the studs. There's no reason why. If I was mediocre or below mediocre at my job, I can't ask for no raise. <laughs> you know, I can't ask. I can't, I can't in good conscience ask for no raise. Like big. It'd at least be like the cost of living like, raise, right? Them jokers got full meritorious raises. <laughs> they got like performance bonuses. <laughs> Like it's unbelievable. Like yeah. Vucevic ain't played no D in five years. They got a performance bonus. Like this is unbelievable to me. Man, I missed five straight real ones, and I'm. I'm let, hey, me let, me, that, let me get that. Let me get that new deal though. That I, I earned that. I, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. But one team that did keep everything together uh, and looks promising. You were there for the latest. Kings have had a couple doozies to start the season. Uh, are you buying? How how the Kings look. De'Aaron Fox already looks amazing. 
They do have some question marks they though. They ain't on a shredded yeah, ankle. They do have some question marks. Yeah. Are you are you buying the growth and this team being as a little bit better? I'm buying the fact that they are exactly the same team as last season. And that's a team that is going to blitz you, that is going to play hard, that is going to be very fast, run a lot of teams out of the gym for off the simple fact that they play really, really hard and fast. But I do think that the Western Conference around them has just gotten so much better, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I don't think they're going to be a three seed by any means, but I think that they might have the opportunity to be a seven to six seed. And that's fine. That's good. But they're going to have to focus on how they're going to diversify their offense, right? Now, De'Aaron Fox is the fastest player in the league, and because of that, they play so fast. But the, we see this when the Warriors are in, were in town, and even at some sports of the Lakers game when they played up in SAC uh, the other day. When you put the Kings in the half court, it's tough on the Kings. When you make sure – when you try to make them run offense in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the, in the half court, it's not good. And ultimately, that's how the Warriors beat them last season in the postseason when they just said, you know, forget this. We're better than you and we're going to we're going to slow you. Forget it. We're finally going to slow you down. A team is going to just do that in the postseason. That's postseason basketball. So I don't know if they have a game that is conducive to success in the postseason, but I think they're going to be excited. I think that they're going to be a, a six seed and. Honestly, man, the war I mean the Kings haven't been good for 16 years. If you have two straight postseason <laughs> bursts, it's pretty good, you know? That's that's you should build on that, but what they need to do is they need to figure out how they're going to diversify their offense and also be better on the defensive end. Mike Brown is a defensive ace. Yep. But you have to show that on your basketball team. That to they me can is, run guys out of the gym all the time, but yeah, that's if the you biggest. can't stop anybody and you can't play in the in the home court. I mean, the half court, then you're not going to be a a successful. I think he's season. starting to get a little irritated yeah, no. with him too. I think I think Kevin Herter yeah, might yeah, be yeah, able to Herter might find his way on the bench because he ain't making no threes and he ain't guarding nobody. Nah, and they twenty first in defensive rating. So I mean, that's not that's not going to cut it, you know. And then. In the words of Raja Bell, you're not winning a championship unless you're in the top ten of defensive and offensive rating. Absolutely. Absolutely. I thought Sasha Vazenka was gonna be something like I thought he was gonna be something. He can't even get on the court. <laughs> Mike Brown is like Yo, man, I heard I heard I heard from the Sacramento Kings people that there was some Kawhi uh Kawhi buzz and Keegan Murray. He need they need to relax. No, they didn't. What? No, like, they didn't. He's gonna be Kawhi. No, they didn't. Stop it. No, they need to slow that roll a little bit. You know they get a, you know they, there's a little bit. Man, too, so, too so my guy Sean Cunningham to call him down. You tell Mark Jones to relax, buddy. <laughs> it ain't all that. He ain't all that yet. <laughs> He's good though. He, he's gonna be good. He's good though. He's, no, no, he's, he's a gonna player. be real good. No, he's gonna be real good. He is a player. He's gonna be. But you know what? This first week of the season is, has shown me more than anything, fellas. Is damn Denver's good. <laughs> Man, damn they're good. Man. They acted like you know what Denver playing like. It reminds me of the 2015-16 Warriors. Remember they won a title and everybody was like, "Man, yeah. that was luck." It was luck. That was a it fluke. Was fluke. They, they, the they're, the most, they're the most uninjured team in NBA history. It was a fluke. And they went out and was like, oh, y'all don't really believe in us. All right. 24-0 to start the season. 
I feel like they they better do what the war the the oh sixteen or the fifteen sixteen Warriors didn't do though. They better finish the job. Yeah, yeah, finish the job. Right, right. They're playing like Denver's playing like people don't believe in them. Like they're the champions, but they feel like it's them against. You know what I'm saying? They got that kind of edge about them, which is, I mean, that's pretty impressive coming off a title. They didn't they didn't get fat and chill. They they actually got hungry. You know what? I know, but you can tell it makes sense though because even. Through the whole playoffs, nobody was like, damn, man, Denver's really good. Denver's going to be – they have – you know, they always had the, had the whole Jokic thing. They didn't deserve two MVPs. So even when when you kind of trash a player as good as Jokic, not trash, that's too strong. When you question his MVP credentials, I think that kind of makes everybody – puts everybody on edge. Oh, you going to come at a man like that? You know what I'm saying? So that to me is – it's well earned, I think, for the yeah. To have with Denver, day. I think that it's it's, and I was somebody that was not on a Denver bandwagon to start the season. Like I said, I picked the Lakers and the Bucks for the for the uh, for the finals. That's not looking good one week into the season, but <laughs> um, but with Denver, man, like they, there was one thing. Like there were there were two instances where I was like, oh, they're serious. The first one was opening night when they beat the uh, the Lakers handily. The second on one on a was, ring night though, Logan. Important. On a ring night where it's a party, right? <laughs> right. Where it's a party and it's tough to do. But what I, what really got me over that beat was like, oh, okay, Denver serious. Is the other night when they beat the you know what out of OKC and they sent a message was like not nah, because OKC is this up and coming team. Yeah, yeah. That honestly got the the preseason championship. And what I mean by that, not necessarily even they got the Larry O'Brien, but what they got was this buzz that this is the next team out before they actually really did anything, right? Mm. Like, they played in a play, and they haven't really shown that they can really – they're a fun team. And Denver was like, <laughs> all right, we're going to show you what it – we're going to show you what a champion is. youngin' over here? This show, little this homie, little homie. Right. Yeah, that's what they did. And I, that was really impressive to me. I'm I'm not going to say that I'm all in on on them just yet because I if it's if it's anything but just pride that I picked somebody else that I'm just like I'm just going to hold on to this pick. But Denver serious. Man is, uh... They're ready to go <laughs> and they're deep. And more than anything, Jokic is just engaged in a way that is just next level. And there's something to be said about a player when they win their first title. When they win their first title, it's like, okay, I I want to take, I want to get this again. Yeah. I want to, I want to feel this get feeling. Again. I like this. I want to get greedy, and you see that with this Nuggets team. And it's another thing when you're in a market that doesn't usually win titles. They have the whole state behind them. Mm-hmm. It is, it's, it's, and they have just a a leg, level of sticketed chest out that you don't really see in a lot of guys, a lot of teams that are trying to repeat. You saw it with the Warriors and you saw it with the Bulls, but, like, you didn't necessarily see that with the Spurs when they were winning titles, right? Like, they never won back-to-back. They never got a chance to do that. This Nuggets team, they have the look in their eye. It's going to be interesting how the season plays out. And also, they got to just stay healthy. You know, that's a bigger thing. They have to stay healthy and engaged. And so far, they look like they're good on both of those accounts. They're playing great. They're not that deep, though. So you need to get a little. There aren't. I mean, one bit, one injury. Yeah, no, they, they, that could be a problem. Um, but shit, that starting five's pretty damn good. Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, bro. 
It's Logan M. Murdoch on Twitter, at The Ringer, MF and Mondays. It's all it's all love, man. It's all love. What's the, what's the name of your what's the podcast name? The Real Ones Podcast. You he gets Tim Duncan. We don't get Tim Duncan, man. We get we got Tim Cato once. That was good. That was fun. That was a good show. But it wasn't Shout out Tim Cato. It wasn't Tim Duncan, though. I'm just all love. Don't put some respect Cato. on Tim Cato's name, though, bro. I don't. It would be like if you got say, David Thompson. I wouldn't yeah, that hate was a nice you. Shot, bro. That was a nice shot, though. Because <laughs> I'm I'm all right, but I ain't David Thompson. You know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> I get it. Like I'm not sure. mad at you. Show, man. I appreciate you guys, man. Like, like I said, this is an honor. I don't. It's weird because I don't usually do these types of things, so it's weird to be on the other side of it. But you guys made me really feel comfortable, man. This was great. I love you guys. Just show me. I love you guys, man. This is like I said, an honor, man. Like DA, man. I've looked up to you my whole life. Man, Marcus, hey, I've literally, up to you my whole literally, life. literally, DA, you know whole life, huh? <laughs> Damn, like literally. I go play my video. I got, yo, man. I go play my video games. There goes DA. You know what I'm saying? I go. You know. I go to a Jack Harlow interview, and he's saying how much he loves David Aldridge. So here we I love go, Jack Harlow. You a legend in these streets. <laughs> in these streets that you was not in last night, by the way. That he was not in. Not in. He was sleep. Hard trade. Hard trade. He's cold. He's cold. All right, listen to this podcast on Spotify, Google. Wherever you get it, wherever you hear it, Marcus, we want specifically to Spotify. If you want to, guys, that's a, that's a, that's a free plug. Go Spotify. There you go. We like Spotify because they they do our show. Check out our YouTube channel. We got uh, all the all the podcasts on the Athletic NBA Show on our YouTube channel, and we want that five star review. And Marcus, if they can't leave them five stars, what do they have to do? Keep bro? it to yourself, you haters. <laughs> or, or you gonna be sleeping? I couldn't think of that. I was straight. trying to like dang it. <laughs> I could. I was. <laughs> Wake up, you yeah, gods. Was, that's what they would say on KML. <laughs> well, we're going to make James Hart handle your PR. <laughs> All right. Later. Thanks for coming on, bro. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.